0: This week, we take our fabulous fear machine to Gloomwood, hoping to shine some light with the Moon Ring. This and more on episode 174 of Indie Oh my god, Unity's back in the news! <laughs> Everybody, I'm Josh. Once again, joined by Rev and Vance here for episode 174 of Any Game Riot because I didn't get to finish it in the cold open. Uh, <laughs> it, I don't know. The Unity news jumped on me. I never. I didn't even know that was ahead of time. That was totally <laughs> great acting. Um, so yeah, there's a not a not much to say for the for the introduction today. So I just want to. How, how's your how's your guys' week been?
1: Okay
2: that, did well, not sound, vance. that no, didn't sound no, convincing no, vance at all is, that, that was the least convincing vance and i were talking before a show he is under stress this is a little vacation for him
0: well you're welcome uh,
2: like <laughs> <laughs> we're guys got a lot going care to yeah. share any of it or is it all oh sure?
1: yeah oh no um we're as, as you know i've mentioned before we're exhibiting uh the upcoming game here in november uh at uh, AdventureX conference in London. And so, you know, a lot of stuff to get ready to, you know, present, have stuff for the booth, have the game demo, a way to present the game demo, all of that stuff that uh, we need to have um, a presentation at the conference there, so.
0: Gotcha. Um,
1: have you been in London before? yeah oh i've okay. been to london lots of times before you... i have family in england so uh-huh. uh i've been to london uh even just casually visiting family but i've been to adventure x
0: before i i don't know i've been to london a bunch of times as white as i am i probably have family there too and don't even know it
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh my, i know... my, my mom was my mom was really big into genealogy growing up. I found out that technically, through one of my ancestors, I'm like 1.63 millionth in line for the throne of England. So, <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> Man, get, get some,
0: get your hands on those crown jewels, and then IGR is right, to the right. Races. <laughs> I knew, I, I knew, I partnered with you for a reason.
2: <laughs> just in case there's 1.63 million people that get killed ahead of me in the correct order just gotta, I mean I'll get that death note I,
0: think we can get, uh, <laughs> uh, I know you've had a stressful day week at, uh, month,
2: month yeah no it's it's been a month man it's a, a six month project got slammed into a three week time frame and uh I am unfortunately missing my deadline by a day, but of the 50-ish servers that I had to immediately decommission and, you know, replace and upgrade and all of that, uh, I have it down to exactly one. So, not bad work well Uh, done so this was also this was also like at 4.30 this afternoon like two hours ago like I was still working on stuff and then I was just like my eyes are starting to feel gritty I need like I laid down I took an I ate a package of ramen out of the package like I didn't bother cooking it just so Mm -hmm. that I could have something in my stomach as I passed out yeah, that's not I, how I you're really supposed do. to
1: eat it. I, I never knew. I yeah, you put the you put it. the
2: seasoning packet over it, and then you <laughs> yeah. like rub it in, and then you shake it so it gets all the way through. No, oh, it's so good. But um, like, code so, like for I try not to do. Or... That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did a mountain of cocaine to help me sleep for a couple of hours. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to come
0: down. All right, come on. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, when, I, when I was a teacher.
1: Um, the kids during break time that's absolutely how they'd eat their ramen they just bring ramen and put the you know powder on it and just eat it i know yeah
0: i know My- uh, japan they have a lot of like uh various just snacks and, and things that they make that involve just sprinkling crunchy ramen throughout so
2: i yeah i think that's pretty common uh, outside of yeah the- my, my, my partner actually introduced me to the concept of breaking up the ramen in the bag and then dumping the seasoning into it and then shaking it up. So it gets all mixed up oh, yeah. and then you get nice little pieces. I've literally never done that before. You and then what? I was like, this is so smart. And then I never remember to do it when I'm like eating crunchy ramen. <laughs>
0: you know, what's probably good because uh, because. My wife likes this uh, hurricane popcorn that they have in Hawaii that I think is kind of gaining popularity in, in the mainland. But um, where they add uh, this seasoning called futakake and then uh, arari, which is like a, a, a like a savory cracker. And yeah. I bet if you do the same thing with like crunched up uh, ramen noodles with the seasoning and add it to popcorn, I bet that's like nice and savory. Maybe a little salty though. I don't know. Just because, <laughs> I'll re- unless find just, out. yeah. Did you
2: try it? I'm, I'm on down next for week. it. Report on the next one. <laughs> I'll have to hunt some down. Uh, I've got a world market not too far away.
0: Well, you know what else is on the world market? At least the uh, the underground market. World market.
2: Indie news injection.
0: Uh, Are you bored with the same old games?
2: Yeah.
0: Why then give yourself an indie news injection?
2: Thanks, indie games. Hey folks, this week on Indie News Injection, we're going to start off by shitting on Unity some more. Uh, For those of you that have been following us for the last couple of months, they did a big price change that was going to bankrupt companies, uh, game dev studios and whatnot, and then they kind of walked a lot of that back and made it at least partially palatable. Uh, I still think it's a horrible, shitty thing that they're doing to begin with, but what else can you do when you are beholden to... Uh, the greed of shareholders um and uh yeah so some new news came out about it uh unity blog posted uh just yesterday or the day before that the ceo president and chairman of the board john rissettiello or however you pronounce his shit (laughs) i was gonna say
0: john shithead that that works John
2: Shithead from EA who is going to charge people a microtransaction to reload their guns uh, is uh, effective immediately stepping down as Unity's CEO, president, and chairman of the board. Uh, they've already got an interim CEO while they look at outside sources for a replacement CEO. Um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, he... he if if i remember my drama news correctly he managed to make their stock lose 25% of its value in the course of a week uh, <laughs> uh when when this whole thing started uh and uh he's now he's now out i got to um, say officially. we
0: we bitch about capitalism and this happening because of capitalism but then this is the good part of capitalism
2: where the people can be like fuck you i'm not buying your shit ah! <laughs> the the flip side to that though is like there's no real punishment here right oh no Not he probably got a massive that,
0: severance actually
2: oh yeah he, he he's he's got like six years severance and and all of his stock options now vest and he gets to pull all that out and, like blah 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 like, parachute.
1: Oh, okay you could say there's no real punishment and sure i'm sure the guy's still filthy rich but i mean what kind of punishment do you want the guy didn't kill anyone He made a bad business decision, and so he doesn't have his job anymore. That seems like the
2: adequate punishment for that. So to me, who hates capitalism...
0: he's a uh, he's a penalty
2: is appropriate you know like no i'm i i i i hope that his life is as long and storied as the hell he's put everybody else through may he hang out with the cokes in hell uh but um <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it, it's uh, partially, partially good news for for Unity. Uh, they may be able to uh, kind of claw back some of the goodwill from from game studios. I mean, that uh, is not part. well. See, and here's the thing: that's not what I'm seeing. Like, like social media, Reddit, etc. Like articles that are blogs that are being posted on this. Um, a bunch of devs that I'm following from around the world. Um are all baying being like, nope, they burned that bridge. I like it sucks that I now have to reskill myself, but I will not put myself in that kind of situation again. I think what you're they,
1: seeing is probably a very vocal minority. That's what Oh I'm for sure. There. No, uh, absolutely. I
0: think, I think 80, what, 80,
2: eighty eight what is it? Ninety ninety nine sorry, ninety nine one is the is the rule of thumb like
0: i I think what's yeah. probably gonna happen too, just as far as like them building back up because like like it probably is a vocal minority and then what's probably gonna happen is that you know they they might lose these those, those people uh in the long run but it, people especially as younger generations start coming up and they're gonna they're gonna go right back to unity most likely uh if we're being honest although I yeah. will say unreal uh, thanks to um uh you know, when I, that that game jam I did for, you, for Adventure Game Jam last year, uh, I kind of learned that Unreal is really not that hard um, in in comparison. Like it's 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 different, but like their their visual system uh, makes things fairly easy to do some basic to moderate coding. You know what I mean for for people who don't know the language uh, as well. So. You know, there there are options there, but but if we're being honest, Unity will probably, you know, continue to brand and market themselves and, and they'll build back up and, and this will be a, a, yeah. a distant memory, uh, probably within five to ten years, I'm guessing. Um well, I and- think
1: probably, probably sooner than that, um, to be honest. Um that- Yes there was a agonizing two weeks in which no one knew what was going on but in the end it was it was two weeks and then they kind of pretty much rectified the mistake for the most part I don't I don't think I don't see people holding an enormous grudge for years to come I mean I think even 5 years
2: is it's probably too, too outside yeah
1: yeah it, yeah it's it's too too long I think um I think they're going to come back pretty rapidly now for sure I think unreal um a bunch of these others got some market share that they're going to retain
0: Especially out yet. of this. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, for sure. Um so Unity did lose a certain percentage of their customers. That is that is for sure, but <clears throat> I'm I don't see this in ruining Unity. I, I see them
2: coming back from it pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Uh, well,
2: something that you something that you can do to uh, to 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 help protect yourself from the ravages of capitalism uh <laughs> is uh, is unionize and uh if you're not in a union you should be in a union and uh agitate for that everywhere you work but speaking of unions <laughs> uh, game workers unite is inviting any and all uk game developers to attend their uh union all hands Uh, On Thursday, October 12th. So if you're watching this live, uh, you got like a day, I think, if I remember my how my time zones work going that way. And uh, if you're hearing it on the recording, it's like right now. So you should probably uh, Google that quick. But uh, they're talking about massive layoffs in the uh, in the UK game dev. Uh, area and what they can they can do they'll be doing a zoom meeting uh that uh will will work for that i believe i believe that this is really tied more to the uh the the triple a side of things than the independent studios but uh sounded like you're, it yeah yeah. Uh well, cuz I mean like we know we know at least here in America most of most of the game dev studios, like the AAA studios, uh like like the biggest ones tend to work on contractors, so they're that that how that allows them to like hide mass layoffs because you're no longer you're not an employee that they're laying off. They're you're just a contractor whose contract has been completed. Um it was one of the big issues with microsoft that came out during uh halo infinite because microsoft policy is contractors cannot be on contract for more than 18 months um and so like their entire team was being replaced every 18 months during development of that game i assume it's a mixture of that plus creative assembly ubisoft london and and team 17 have all announced like massive layoffs that are that are coming through um like, like over 500 plus people, which doesn't sound like a lot until you think about the game dev community in the UK specifically. <laughs> like, yeah. I read the article and I was a little bit disappointed that it
1: didn't have uh, more information about what is causing all of these layoffs. Um,
0: is there. I, um, I, re- I read some... something about that and I don't know how accurate it is, but it kind of makes sense is that these a lot of times these playoffs are almost om- playoffs <laughs> sorry i've been watching sports and, and the, my team's in the playoffs right now anyway <laughs> uh the layoffs uh are kind of orchestrated in a way that uh, between the companies so that the they're kind of like one after the other uh in order to soften the blow because one person gets mad at the first you know or not one person but they get mad people get mad at the first company with all these layoffs another one happens so the anger gets moved over and it keeps getting moved down and down until it you know basically kind of waters it spreads out so much that
1: it's uh not concentrated enough yeah right yeah that's and that's that's
0: what i was reading from someone who i guess has experience throughout the uh the triple a industry but
1: I mean, okay, sure. that's that makes sense as a strategy to do the layoffs, I suppose. but why why do we need this many layoffs? Like, is the gaming industry are are less people buying games? No. are, yeah, and I'd be interested to know why we need to lay off all of these people. So, I mean, there's some reason.
2: If it's if it's anything like the tech industry in the United States, uh, so we actually have emails from a bunch of CEOs from, like, high-level uh, tech firms in, in the U.S., and they're basically all are saying that uh, because they had to raise prices and salaries and benefits and everything else to get people to work for them, they're now paying too much for what they think and um, so they're, right, all, yeah. or, they're all orchestrating their layoffs at the same time to literally like they're colluding to drive down salaries um, well I've, I've thought because... about that
0: just at, even on like the, the base level with like like the retail for instance I, I've kind of witnessed it working mm-hmm. retail where they're like they make it shittier and shittier on you the, the longer you stay there and the bigger raises that you get they make it shittier yep. and shittier to try and push you out. They'll never admit that, but that's got to be what's going on a lot of times. You know, to to push and you out. And then they get so they can mad get at you. Lower lower-salaried people because they're new.
2: Yeah, and then they get mad at you for having a new job every two or three years. Yeah, like like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, 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 it's dumb and I hate it. And guillotines should make a comeback. You can make them for about twelve hundred dollars. Uh, plans are online, uh, but uh, you know what? Plans are not online for twelve hundred dollars. Well, they're online, <laughs> but not for twelve hundred dollars. That's uh,
0: Stardew Valley is actually uh, making a an orchestral tour uh, next year for their for their for their soundtrack. For those of you who are fans of Stardew Valley and, and the music, uh, by the way, the music made by Concerned Ape, on top of the game, like and this man's got a concert going on with a full blown orchestra. Uh, I just, I mean, that dude, freaking impresses me every single every single time I think about <laughs> him and his game. Um, but yeah, he, they're they're uh, they're going on a tour to to play the soundtrack. Uh, it's going to begin on February seventeenth in L.A. So there you go, Rev. You can you can get your tickets now. It's going to end uh, mid to late 2024 in Bangkok, Thailand, so that's probably uh, going to be the closest to you, unless they're stopping in Seoul.
2: Nope, they've got one in yep. Seoul. Oh, they are coming Seoul? to Korea. Hey. Yeah. yeah, they are coming Oh,
0: to Korea. I didn't scroll no, down no. far enough. <laughs> I didn't see the rest of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Josh is
2: a bad journalist. That's <laughs> which <laughs> I find interesting.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize that Stardew
0: Valley was so popular in Korea. i, I I guess it is. It must be if they're coming Stardew. here. Stardew. I mean, you think about it. Like uh, uh, Harvest Moon is popular all around the world, but especially uh, in Asian countries. So, and that's really what Stardew Valley is a spiritual successor of, and I would say mm. has improved upon it in just about every way. Um, so it, it makes sense to me. Um, yeah, I think it's
1: particularly interesting that they're coming to Korea, but not to Japan. That is A lot of, yeah, a lot of play, a lot of tours music tours and other things will go to japan and then maybe well korea's close we will come there as an afterthought sort of thing (laughs) Um, but we're we're getting it in japan isn't so screw you japan (laughs) uh
0: so the the concerts will be curated by uh i believe by concerned ape says that that they're heavily involved in production they're going to curate the music but it will feature music from every season in the game so fall you know fall winter spring and summer there we go sorry i forgot kindergarten for a second um and they're making a stop for for those of us in pa i know there's a couple in chat as well as myself in philly at the at the pearl Uh,
2: tickets go on sale on friday october 13th at 10 a.m local time to each city in the u.s canada and uk um and And uh, tickets can be purchased at stardewvalleyconcert.com.
0: Yes. Um, Now, some other good news, you know, following up all that bad news, and now we got this Stardew Valley news, which is good, but some other good news we got going on is Valve has some interesting information available now. Why don't you take that, Vance?
1: Yeah, so Valve has finally decided to uh, let us see behind the curtain a little bit on um, exactly what drives the promotion of games on the steam website i skimmed the video i didn't watch it all the way through although i probably will go back and watch the entire thing just beginning to end um because i do have a game coming out pretty soon and so uh it's going to be very interesting information to know and i'm sure that are we're going to start seeing a lot of articles and guides written based on this on, uh, that I'll be reading as well to figure out, you know, what to do correctly to give your game the best chance of, uh, getting promotion by the steam algorithm. So this is all very good news because especially for indie devs, because, uh, the big companies, they have the, the money to just blanket markets and, uh, You know, get their name out there no matter what. But for the indie devs, we don't have those resources, and so being able to figure out what to do um, with our uh, Steam pages and uh, you know giving ourselves the best chance of being seen on Steam is one of the one of the ways that we can actually succeed. So that's that's all
0: very good news. So so the interesting thing, just to kind of play devil's advocate here, um, not saying I, I necessarily agree with this, but uh, for instance, like YouTube will not share their their process of choosing what videos get featured for a reason because they won't want people to abuse the system, is what they're you know in their words. So, what will stop people from doing that now that they understand what makes games get get featured on Steam? Well, a lot so, of what it's uh, you
1: can you go ahead first because I just talked.
2: Oh, okay i was gonna say i i assume that they didn't reveal everything like it's a they they did talk about how it's a mix between algorithmic and uh curation um and so a lot of what you see is off of curation tied to algorithm uh and i don't believe i didn't i, I also didn't watch the entire video uh, unfortunately um but I, I believe that they would definitely keep some of the algorithmic details a little bit behind the curtain just so that they have ways to, to fudge that.
1: Yeah, um, from what I saw, I agree. It, it doesn't look like they're giving concrete numbers uh, like, do exactly this and you'll get on the front page. then <laughs> you know, everybody would do the same thing and nobody would succeed because everybody would be doing the same thing
0: the other thing to that too is even with youtube but like other things like mm-hmm. any anything where you could potentially get income from some sort of creative endeavor those those platforms usually do provide some kind of information of like best practices um not necessarily like exactly what you need to do to to hit that mark but they'll be like these are the you know statistically these things will do better uh, so you should you should do them like you know with thumbnails for instance on youtube Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think it's as easy to, to to manipulate that as companies like YouTube will say it is. I think they're just kind of bastards about, it, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, well, I think the issue is that you know, honest people who are actually trying to make good products whether they're YouTube video creators or game creators or whatnot, are are going to use this to promote their product to people who would legitimately be interested in their product. And that is great for those people. Um, and you always are going to have this fringe who are just not really trying to make a good product, but trying to just quickly... Make a buy. Yeah, quickly do something. And uh, hopefully... Um, it's designed in such a way to uh so that those people don't uh don't succeed but those are the ones that people are certainly worried about when they're hiding their methodology yeah
2: yeah
0: uh well i you know what i'm not worried about hiding (laughs) (laughs) the riot we're about to start
1: First off to start the riot this time, we are talking about the fabulous Fear Machine. This is quite a lovely game, to be honest. I uh, I picked it up because it uh, is um, on an introductory offer at the moment. So I uh, picked it up, it looked pretty good. And I, I wasn't expecting it to be quite as fun as it is. It is uh, more fun than I even thought the art, first of all, is just uh really fantastic. I love that sort it's of very, art style very pop
0: art, right?
1: Yeah, very pop art, golden age comic book style. Um, <clears throat> uh, which which I enjoy. I like that sort of art style, and everything about this game just feels really polished. Um, really. Um, it feels nice to play because everything, just uh, the feedback loop of doing things and and clicking things and whatnot just uh, creates that feeling that you want in a game of, you know, engagement. Mm-hmm. And the game is itself is very, very well designed. It is a strategy game in which... Um, I will say, when I started playing this, I said, well, this this game is a little too realistic to be comfortable when it comes (laughs) down to it. (laughs) Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to sow seeds of fear in the population of a country so that you can uh, make them believe your message. And your message could be anything from vote for this politician to buy my products to uh, any one of those types of things. But the way you get there... Yeah, the way you get there is um, by uh, this mass conspiracy campaign that you run to spread fear amongst the general population. Um, so, uh, very realistic game.
2: <laughs> I, I, I got a lot of, uh, oh, what was it, was it Contagion, I think is the, the game? Not, not like, Contagion, like it...
0: but you're talking about... Um... It was the it's the the game where they uh, it's like you Plague play as Gank a virus or like that yeah yeah,
2: yeah. play game that's the one.
0: It actually reminds uh, me a lot of if you ever played the board game Pandemic, and this game in itself actually reminds me a lot of just a board game in general, uh, where you're trying to spread mm-hmm. like you said, just like play game where you're just trying to spread this across the world and, and kind of rest control over everything, but a lot deeper mm-hmm. I think. Cause yeah, I and I it- I'm surprised by that.
1: Yeah, and besides um, the very fun uh, gameplay mechanics and strategic, there there are lots of strategic elements that come together, like uh, rivals that you have to thwart at the same time as achieving your goals, and all of this, they, all of these things that you have to juggle and plan within the certain time frame that you have to do it besides all of that there is also a narrative that goes along you discover more and more and the narrative goes i think at about the right pace um you're constantly you know uncovering more you know pieces of the story pushing the story forward getting to know the characters that you're working with the other agents that you're working with um and just this whole this whole game just comes together from its composite parts to just be really a very entertaining game i could not recommend this game enough it's great
2: yeah it's uh it, it was nominated for a bunch of awards it won a bunch of awards like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking down the list of things just that they have listed and it's like oh it was a, a finalist for visual design at IndieCade. It won the Weird Plus video game. It was a finalist for Best Strategy Game. Uh, winner for the Axis in Motion from Sevilla MangaFest. Uh, Best Strategy Game winner for Chainsaw Festival. IndieX Selection Official uh, Honorable Mentions. Like, like they, th- this game is, is definitely something to check out. And point mm-hmm. out too that they this is the second banger that they've released
0: actually this particular <laughs> studio uh, which is uh, Fix-O-Rama Games. Um, they actually previously released a game called Do Not Feed the uh, Yeah Do Not Feed the Monkeys, which I forget if we covered or not back back then. Um, but either way, it's it was a really underrated, uh, underappreciated game I think where it was that whole. Um, surveillance state game where you had to survey different, different like news feeds and and you're kind of like manipulating uh manipulating how the news was portrayed in different commercials and products that you were selling while also surveying uh off screen as well Make sure everyone was on the up and up according to like government standards i guess um and it was like even like it was like FMV style too, which was really interesting. So there's kind of a pattern though with the with the couple of games kind of emerging though is that uh, the people in this studio apparently do not trust uh, government. They might be a little bit of conspiracy theories, but maybe they might be warranted as Rance
2: said. It's uh, it's a little realistic. So you know, you, yeah. it, this this game did get covered by by us. Yeah. yeah uh, okay. Do not feed the monkeys. Uh, episode one sixty two. Yeah it was uh you and ian yeah yeah yeah
0: so it was a uh, it was a still underappreciated game it didn't get a lot of love but uh, i'm glad i got enough for them to be able to get this uh get the attention of amc which i didn't know amc had a game studio uh, i didn't know they could afford it <laughs> to be honest with you but they, <laughs> but they got the they got the attention of amc to, to help them publish a game and, and probably help fund it um and uh you know their talent shows it's this is a a better even better follow game and i speak going back to the art though i i love the pop art in this game like the whole 50s style comic book like you mentioned it's like it it has a feel of that mixed with um mixed with you know uh the like cthulhu-esque horror um Mm -hmm. Lovecraft, that's what I'm trying to go with. Lovecraft. Yeah, genre.
1: although although it's real-life horrors, right? There are no supernatural elements in this game. Right. It's all, like, actual horror that you would encounter in real life, like spreading right. the fear of plague or, um, you know, the spreading government conspiracy theories all to sow fear amongst the population. Right. So there are no cosmic horrors in the game, but there are lots of horrorful, but things. you can, you can add
2: rumors of, you can add rumors of them, but the, the cosmic horror, horror, like cryptids and stuff. Yeah. The cosmic
0: horror aspect though, is just it, for whatever reason, it, 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 still like, is in the back of my mind as, as going through, as I'm going through this game too, because it's just, I, don't, I don't know between the style and just, it's like the same kind of thing where there's this like public ignorance, um, with something deeper going on, I think is what it really is. Kind of like how a lot of Lovecraftian stuff goes. Um, Yeah. So yeah, really, really cool game that everyone should check out. Currently. It is,
2: it is, it is very evocative uh, to your point on the, the art um, and and the horror for, for those of you that don't know the, the uh, comics code uh Basically killed all of the old horror comics, and this the, this feels like it just picked up right where those all left off. Mm. And I, I will say to, to
1: yeah, I'll say to, to as we come to the conclusion of covering this, that this is definitely another one I am going to go back and uh, continue playing after the show because it is it was quite entertaining. <laughs> You're welcome. and I did not get to finish it, so that's. Uh, it's something you should get on if you haven't played this game yet. Go get it.
0: Uh, currently, fifteen twenty-nine, so it is fifteen percent off on sale for the uh, since it just released uh, on the fourth. Um, and so you have about fifteen more hours. So if you're listening to the ed- the edited version, you should have showed up to the live version. Um, <laughs> but it's not that much more expensive. Uh, if you're missing it, it's only $17. Yeah, $1, it's only fifteen like
1: percent off anyway, so it's well and, worth it at full price. And as you well. can
0: get the bundle for "Do Not Feed the Monkeys," which I would suggest too if you have the if you have the cash twenty eight seventy seven for the bundle of the two games. So I, I suggest that definitely. Um, yeah. Anything else you'd like to say about the
2: fabulous Fear Machine? I want to see what these guys do next. Yes, like, like I know they just I know they just released this game six days ago, but like chop, chop, what you got in the, what do you have in the oven, man? Back to work.
0: <laughs> Remember what I said about those game unions? Fuck it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is, this is healthy encouragement. I want to buy your next game. I wish it was out now. I'm sure. I'm sure Enjoy that's what their boss bask too. Bask basking the fact that you, you got this out and it is well done and very deserved. Um, but uh I I I want to see what you got cooking up in the noggin. You know what else we got cooking? A peep show. <laughs> titties.
0: <laughs> this week on Peep Show we're talking about Gloomwood. Gloomwood is uh the game follow I well I don't even follow he's made plenty of games before but David Zamansky and Dylan Rogers partnered on this game uh, through their their new fairly new publishing company New Blood Interactive. Um, this is one of them quote immersive sims that that uh, we we argued about but th- th- it does fall under that uh, particular particular genre um, but it's morally like, do you so you played you played thief right? Okay, so this is basically Thief, but creepy. Uh, and yeah. it's not even, like, scary, really. It's just gothic. Cre- it's like, it's just gothic. You know, it's like, it's like Jack the Ripper type creepy. You know what I mean? Because you're in this, like, old...
2: Uh, it's just serial killer hiding in the closet to jump out and cut your throat, <laughs> There's creepy. no, it's ser- not like- <laughs> I mean, it's more like, a, it's, there's
0: no serial killers, but there are cults. <laughs> but uh, it, it's a, it's a kind of like, it's like Thief mixed with a little bit of Boomer Shooter. Uh, full immersive sim if you're going with today's definition of immersive sim there's uh, a lot of um, survival horror mechanics in this especially when it comes to like uh, the inventory management um, mm-hmm. so you get like the suitcase and it has like the grids and everything like that like, like that on it but within that suitcase you can you know you're trying to stealth around these enemies um, who have like like actual line of sight, lasers on them a lot of times uh so you like you know you'll toss the bottle and, and so that they'll turn around so you can sneak up behind them and stab them with your cane sword um and whatever else you got and you get these like old timey pistols and yeah it's very uh i, I really like the vibe of it and, and it's got the um the like late ps1 early ps2 uh style to it which is pretty uh almost i would say almost synonymous now with david Zemanski games um you know it's very polygonal uh in in the graphics and everything like that but he always um tends to hit it off with with these first person and i'm sorry vance that's first person (laughs) uh first person type games um it's almost like fps but you know it's more it's deeper than that um and Dylan Rogers, too, not to be overshadowed by David. Dylan Rogers is also very accomplished and, and skilled game dev as well. And, uh, kind of after this is done, because it is an early access, I'm looking forward to continued, uh, projects from them, uh, as well. Because if this is any indication, you know, we're, we're going to have a, a new publishing company, uh, uh, possibly on the level of like Devolver and Tiny Build, Team 17, all that sort of stuff. So I'm excited for that. Um,
2: yeah. So, any any questions about it, from you two? So, how long how long has it been? I mean, it's in early access now, mm-hmm. right? Um, which means it was was recently. I assume we recently added it. Yeah, September fifth, like a month ago, into early access. So September fifth, twenty twenty two. It's actually been about
0: a year. Um, oh. Okay. Yeah, but it's a very good game, and it's still in early access. So that's why I figured I wanted to add it. uh, Yeah. Even though it it was technically released in early access a while ago, but uh, so yeah, it's it's been since September fifth, twenty twenty two. I believe I'm trying to see if they
2: if they've
0: updated. They don't have it.
2: They don't have a, a, a an map. update for when it'll be out. Yeah. Um, if you if you want to follow on
0: updates and things like that, though, uh, their YouTube channel, uh, Dylan at least puts out a bunch of small update videos, like here's a new mechanic we're adding and, and things like that. So you can see that they're very active on it. And on top of that, they they have a very good road. Uh, or uh, road. They have a very good uh, history uh, of releases as well because you're talking about yeah. uh, probably the most famous one would be dusk uh that was released um that's what really kind of hit david zemansky off especially as far as like a celebrity indie dev uh for whatever that's worth um as well as the uh faith uh came from those guys um if you ever see a medieval the, yeah um david Zamanski recently you know he's doing Iron Lung uh, with that movie, and he's making a movie out of it with with Markiplier. <laughs> he just re-released, I think, Squirrel Stapler, which was part of the Dread X, Dread X collection uh, a while back. Which I, I think I mentioned mm. it before, but those Dread X collections are really cool short horror games that, and some of them they're horror, but they're like silly too. Um, but the, those collections are really cool, just experimental, interesting games that you should uh, definitely check out and I think they're fairly cheap as well. Um so definitely recommended. Uh but yeah, so it is currently nineteen ninety nine, but once it's released, uh it's gonna it will go up ten bucks to twenty nine ninety nine. Just so everyone's aware. Um yeah, I don't know really how far to go into it. I you know obviously it is not a full campaign or, or story or whatever you want to call it uh as it's a uh, axis but uh, i also don't want to i don't want to spoil any particular interesting <laughs> moments in the game either because there's definitely some some cool uh layouts and set pieces in the game that uh, i think you should experience outside of what we're doing right now
2: especially if you if you like that kind of like victorian aesthetic uh, like, like, check this out. It is, it is definitely, uh, it, it does it justice.
0: Some, some interesting, just, they he always has really cool, or I should say they, because it's the two of them, really cool, uh, um, like, just creative ways of, of ex, expanding on ideas that have already been out there. Um, and, and it starts with small things like, you know, they're, like, some of the enemies, there's, there's, uh, what are they called the the crow men which are the ones i believe that you see with like the play doctor type masks that have like the laser eyes and then there's uh these corpse dusters which look for dead bodies so if you uh kill someone you might want to dispose of said body not only so you don't get uh caught but because it might draw attention uh from them um
1: and the smell you know yeah <laughs> There's uh, and
0: and part of that immersive sim and, and the whole like because I think Thief technically is considered an immersive sim despite thoughts but uh, they really <laughs> lean into that um, that stealth aspect in this game it's not because he's really known for the like Dusk is like heavy like hardcore boomer shooter like inspired by Doom and all those kinds of games um, whereas this is very much inspired by Thief but with a horror twist they really lean into that stealth where you have to like eavesdrop uh you know listening for for what might be on the other side you can peek through cracks and doors um you actually have to uh keep an eye on your ammo you know it's it's minimalist when it comes to ui i don't even know if i don't think there is a ui actually uh outside of it's all in
2: media res yeah Yeah. like when you're when you're when you're stealthed and you're crouched like your your ring shows how much light or how visible you are kind of thing yeah yeah
0: so you actually have to check on your your inventory Um, yeah it's just the a lot of mechanics with a lot of love and a lot of homage to previous very good games I think will make uh, this a very good game so it's i think it's a safe pick to pick up in early access is why i'm getting it uh, yeah yes so proud of you david <laughs> proud of you yeah, and 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 uh and dylan and dylan yes <laughs> sorry i i know da- i i actually kind of know david just from talking to him previously i have not ever talked to dylan so it's like on my mind but dylan is as much a part of this as david is um actually i, I wouldn't mind getting dylan on or david really but uh I wouldn't mind getting him on uh, the show sometime. We got to reach out to them, um, although they're probably pretty busy. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, anything else about Gloomwood? Yes, great. <laughs> uh, so go check it out. And uh, you know what? I'll, you know what? If you can't purchase uh, Gloomwood right now, despite it being ten dollars cheaper than it will be on full release, you can go for our uh,
2: free game in free fun. I'm really excited about this week's free fun. Uh, so for those of you that, that know me, you know that I had like a soft spot in my heart for, for Fable. Uh, you know, Peter Molyneux being who he is, that's fine. But there was a whole team that was involved in the making of the Fable series. Uh, And one of those is a man by the name of Dean Carter. Uh, He's been working in video games for 25 years. He's co-founder of Big Blue Box, the creators of Fable. Um, And uh, he's started his own studio slash business. And uh, it's called Fluttermind. And that is who made this week's free fun game, Moonring. It's a... roguelike meets like like okay just watching what you're seeing you might think that it's kind of similar to uh like like uh what was what was the 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 beat based uh rpg uh, the yeah you crypt, know what i'm talking crypt, about crypt the... crypt of the necrodancer yeah, yeah yes necrodancer that's the one like you would think that it's it, it, it's quasi similar it at least just kind of like glancing at it. Uh, but it's not. It's more along the lines of like one of the old school RPGs, uh, you know, Dragon Rider or whatnot, um, with a mix of Zork and like. <laughs> Right. There's a deep cut for you. Showing my age a little. Uh, No, it's just this is a really fun game. Uh, It is difficult beyond all belief. I am horrible at it. I cannot beat the first dungeon. I tried for like four hours. Uh, But because it's a roguelike, as soon as I die, uh, it, uh, it, it definitely... Comes back as something else. And like, I appreciate that. Like, each time I feel like I get a better handle on the mechanics and like, oh, I need to do this and, 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 and all that jazz. Um, but like, I, I'm, I'm bad at it. But this is so much fun. Like, I have not had as much fun being bad at a game in a long time. Um, it, it is not rhythm based, uh, but it is, it, it, it is, uh, similar in movement style everything that you do is either based off of your menus over to the left uh, text communications in game or by bumping uh, into things so attack and uh, open and you know everything, punch the box everything everything, moves everything when is you move everything moves when you move so it's kind of it's mostly turn-based you can set traps i keep accidentally lighting myself on fire going to be like oh what is it like I'm, apparently i'm too dumb to understand what a lantern is uh <laughs> so i'm like oh there's this big glowy thing i wonder what's behind that because you know i'm a gamer i gotta see it so i keep lighting myself on fire and <laughs> uh <nice>. you <laughs> right <laughs> Um but it is it is apparently very in-depth um and, and and rather expansive. Uh I, I, I can't tell you how long of a game it is, because like I said, I can't get past the, the very first tutorial dungeon. Um but it is procedurally generated, it re- rebuilds based on all sorts of things. And uh there are over a hundred enemies in this game. That's crazy to me. Um, just the just the
0: sheer just the sheer, like, size. I, I mean, I I guess it's not, like, insanely, like, uh, ambitious, I guess, especially for someone who's experienced, but the, still, for a free game, the size for of For a death. free game,
2: like, yeah. the a, a, An open world that's been hand-designed, everything inside that is, you know, the roguelike. Um, you, infinite Dungeons. And it uses your character name as the key... Uh, as as the seed to generate all of those dungeons so like like if you find yourself getting very similar things start a new game and name your character something else and you've got a new seed it's really kind of a cool concept um uh, there's uh they they've added sailing to this and ship to ship combat and boarding which i haven't gotten to yet because like i said in intro dungeon um the synthetic uh the synth ost has over 50 tracks which is also you know kind of big for like a free game like like why would you do that um there's a a magic system that is apparently hidden away somewhere in there i just like there is so much to this game i i, I am shocked and amazed that it is a free game like just the 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 four hours that i've dropped into this over this past weekend uh it it is worth at at least 25 dollars in my book like i I wish i'm a big fan of dean for this i mean you can tell it's a
0: labor of love you can tell how much passion that that he has for just these kinds of games especially the fact that he's making this free for everyone i mean the, the time it took i'm sure to 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 make it man like yeah th- that just already makes me a fan of his and 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 has has he come out with like anything else or is it just moon oh yeah no he's
2: no he's he's done other he, he's done other games um so the horns is a uh survival horror in the style of a lovecraft slash choose your own adventure book oh, I got uh spellraiser. um incobato but it's not under uh, it's
0: not under uh Fluttermind unless so, it's just
2: not on steam no no uh, the the rest of his games seem to have been published under his uh, his personal itchy uh, itch.io okay. um so uh check out his uh, like like he's got it all listed on his website fluttermind.com um, so you can check out his music, you can check out the games that he's done, uh, that aren't Fable. Um, and, uh, like, Flaboo, uh, was, a kind of a weird one, but it was kinda, like, like, it was fun. Um, so yeah, no, he's, he's got some, he, he's done at least four or five other games as himself or, you know, small team um but this is uh, this one is just oh it's nuts man i i'm i'm going to be stuck playing this for a really 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 long time like it has it has everything that i like about you know the 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 zelda dragon warrior zelda dragon warrior style coupled with like the old school rpg coupled with D like it it's It sounds like it's going to be all over the place and therefore bad. And I promise you, it's not like it has your, your, your sight lines are taken into account. You have like fog of war, what you're, if you, if you have enough light uh, to see in the dungeon that you go into, like it's, it's an amazing game. Uh, Mm. I cannot sing its praises enough. Um, From everything
1: you're saying about it and uh, from what I'm seeing of it, it looks like it is a lot like Rogue. And I know a lot of games call themselves roguelikes these days. Very few of them are anything (laughs) like Rogue. But this actually seems like a game that is kind of like an updated version of
0: Rogue. Yeah, I mean, it says fusion of classic RPGs and roguelikes, so I'm sure... You know, Rogue and and Zelda and all those sorts of things probably were heavily influencing this. The, the so creation. it's
2: yeah, I I will say it's not it's not like a a true successor to Rogue because Rogue was literally oh you die you start over. Uh, yeah. This one does like if you die in the dungeon, um, like, like on on screen they've been showing kind of the opening area and you you manage to get into uh the the graveyard dungeon and if you if you do that uh it it basically saves your progress there so anytime you enter a dungeon your progress gets saved and then if you die you pick up right outside that uh and then it generates a new dungeon for you when you you go back in Um, so besides the non-permanent death is it pretty much
1: like playing rogue it looks like it's pretty much like playing rogue
2: yeah it 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 very much is very very simple controls to 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 learn uh i mean WASD or or uh arrow keys you can also do mouse um but yeah no it's it's very in line with rogue and and like i I, I, I,
1: I used to love rogue and NetHack, which is another yeah
2: game very much like rogue yeah (laughs) So I think, I, I think everybody would enjoy this game. Uh, I know I have, and I am going to be spending way more time than I probably should on this. I'm um, just kind of curious, I, how I,
0: did it do with your, with your color blindness? Cause it kind of can, seems like it could get noisy from time to time.
2: Uh, so it's honestly not terrible as far as I have encountered everything there, there doesn't appear to be anything that is color coded, like in terms of any puzzles or anything and uh, everything that is on screen uh, does have um, some kind of uh, uh of texture or tile that makes it clear what that is so everything kind of stands out the 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 enemies move you know they're all animated um so definitely stand out there i'm not i'm not running into problems thus far uh more just like oh is this the actual wall or is this uh you know a a design for the tunnel kind of scenario um so yeah, no, I check it out, guys. It's it's free, and I guarantee you, I'm going to sink at least fifty hours into this over the coming month. <laughs> all
0: right, well, that was fun.
2: Uh, another game
0: for you guys to uh, switch between. I I'm glad I could start piling on <laughs> all this time. Uh, and, you know, I was
2: I was actually really really glad that this game was in it was in this week's show uh, because going through, like like the the going through the other two games you know fabulous fear machine already evokes certain feelings and then it's like oh i'm i'm literally doing something that i abhor in reality <laughs> um and then we go to gloomwood and it's like oh this is really fucking creepy and like i just just like gotta give me something man give me something i, I get... can do and I and gave you guys good a warning. Scared. I was like, I'm like, oh yay!
0: I was like, all these games. I, I as soon as I listened, I was like, all these games kind of have a vibe that probably gonna throw you guys off. <laughs> but I, but I was like, look, just give it a chance because I mean, Gloomwood's Absolutely. probably the worst one as far as creepiness goes. And then uh, you know, two out of three ain't bad. No. And honestly, Gloomwood's great too. It's just the you two are, are no, they are they punks. they.
2: I'm pansy. I'm yeah. a pansy.
0: <laughs> you with your first-person uh, aversion, and you with your your creepiness aversion. That's <laughs> all right. But
1: but two of the last two games, I I think, yeah, both of them look great. I mean, one of the one that I played absolutely is amazing, and this one sounds really really good as well. So I, I'm probably gonna try that
0: out as soon as I get the chance as well. well. You know what's really really good, Vance, other than that, the end of the show. And normally I would say not, but when we end the show that gives you guys more time to play these games. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is the end of the show. I want to thank everyone who stopped by the live stream, uh, for chatting with us and, and, uh, seeing all the nonsense and, and stupid crap we have to deal with, uh, like my, my, uh, incompetence between, <laughs> between segments. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming by. We are live, uh, on Twitch, twitch.tv slash every uh, every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, you can also find us, the edited version of this show, on places like YouTube and Spotify and other pl- uh, podcasting platforms. Uh, you can support us in a couple different ways. First of all, you can support us financially by doing things like uh, subscribing on Twitch or joining our Patreon or purchasing our merch or you can also uh, support us by just sharing the show in general that's the free way to do that um, and obviously just watching because that uh, um, all that all that helps just spread the word about the show and if the show grows then we can also help uh, more the the indie dev community even more which would be awesome um, some of the things that you can do is also get in touch with us we're on discord so links uh, down below if you want to check us out on discord and, and get in touch with all three of us there. We're, we're active on Discord. Um, we're also on Twitter at Indie game Riot, And uh, you can also email us things like games to check out and news tips. And uh, if you are a game dev that might want to come on the show, potentially, you can also uh, just introduce yourself there and maybe we can invite you on. We'll see. Uh, you can do that by emailing us. Contact at IndieGameRiot.net. riot.net being our website. Um I think that's everything. Do you guys have any last words? Though, whoever's outside of Vance's place has some last words. Tell them to <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, well, that's great. <laughs> Say your goodbyes. <laughs>
2: have a good one, folks. <laughs>